Hello and welcome to Living Abroadcast, the podcast about where people are from, how they got here, and what they're doing now. I'm Eric. And I am Mikey. And welcome back to another uh, duo episode, everyone. James couldn't make it again this week, and our guest has been snowed in, aka snowed out of doing Living Abroadcast. Yeah, good excuse. Yeah, great excuse. They're only facing fucking blizzard-like conditions in this city. Yeah, it's come to a bit of a standstill the last couple of days. Yeah, the uh, the whole city has been um, kind of on lockdown because it's, of the 2020 snowpocalypse. It's the uh, two days of winter that Vancouver Global warming, gets. my ass. Look at how much snow there is out well, there. You know, a short-term effect of global warming is global cooling, Eric. Well, climate so, change, uh, yeah, I guess climate, so. Okay. Know, climate Fine, you convinced me climate change is real and something we should all be seriously concerned but about. <laughs> I wasn't here last winter for the brunt of it, but apparently there was quite yeah. a bit of snow last year as well. Is, is it similar? Um. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I don't seem to remember there being such a halt in the city the way, the way it has been this year. I think that we got hammered particularly hard. And What uh, do you think we've had over the last three days? Probably 30 centimeters? Uh, roughly, give or take. I haven't been out there with a ruler. Yeah, I've been inside. Right. Oh. But uh, yeah, no, we've been, we've been getting hammered with the snow. And in typical Vancouver fashion, nobody knows what to fucking do with it. Uh, nobody has their snow tires properly equipped. Everyone sees these green Christmases we have in December and are like, la di da di da I'm fine. I don't need to go to the tire shop and I don't need to get my tires on. And Yeah, I'm one of those people. <laughs> you know, people are inexperienced in the snow because they're not used to it. I mean, we get five, six days of snow at most. Every year in the city? At the very most. I know I spend the whole of December wishing for snow because I still find it like so pretty and it's like such a, you know, yeah. something I didn't grow up with. So I, f I find it really cool. Yeah. But then after it snows and transit comes to a halt and it mm -hmm. just becomes a pain in the dick, I just wish it yeah. would all uh, wash away. But yeah, I, um, you know, I have all seasons on my car. Yeah. Which, have you been driving? No, okay. because there is um, zero tread mm. and rubber on these tires. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, when I went to work the other morning, I left the car at home, which is what people should do. If you don't have a car equipped, yeah, don't fucking use it. So they're like all seasons except for this one. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It can bail. It's, it's, it's bail. It's a little slippery even on rainy roads, to be yeah. honest, let alone, let alone fucking snow. So it took me two hours to get to work the other day. But the buses in Vancouver just, I don't know what it is. They can't get up the smallest of inclines. Yeah. Do you think it's because they're electric and they just don't have enough power behind them? I think so. I mean, there's... Uh, it, by nature of a bus, it's very stop-start. So they lose any and all momentum every two blocks when they have to, <laughs> yeah, it's right? Point. So if they have to stop on a hill, then, you know, any any forward momentum they have is completely gone. And how we get uh, lovely pictures like the one that showed 25 buses backed up down Granville Street. Yeah, I think it's, it's um, I'm sure the rest of Canada probably just laughs yeah. at... Uh, Oh, definitely. We're like um, we're like that unprepared person 
that goes camping with the rest of the group and they have all like their hiking boots and their Gore-Tex on and their backpacks and everything. And then they're like, ha look at Vancouver <laughs> <laughs> once, you know, once it hits us. Yeah. I've been that person hiking. Oh, a couple of years ago, my friend Graham from Perth came over Yeah, and he came over in January and he wanted to do the chief, hike mm-hmm. the chief. For those of you not from the area, it's what 40 minute drive north yep. of here. And it's a big hike, takes a couple of hours. Right next to something that we'll talk about later. Yeah, and it can get pretty steep in certain parts. And mm-hmm. we're like going up and it is icy and snowy. And we have like, I have vans on. What month is this? This is January. Oh my God. Is um, the Chief even open in January? Yeah. Oh. It can be if you want it to be. Okay. And I'm wearing vans. My mate's wearing just like joggers. And then we start to see people coming down and they've got um, strap-on cleats. Oh, yeah. And they've got pickaxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, we're just like, holy fuck. So we were the Vancouver yeah. in uh, that situation. Yeah, and that was that was Toronto, Montreal, yeah. Winnipeg, yeah, Halifax. Yeah. Everywhere. Newfoundland, shouts out Gander. Well, we, uh, well I spoke to um, Alexis, who was on our one of our episodes, mm-hmm. and she said even kind of where she's from doesn't experience like yeah. this much snow all at once because it's um, – yeah. It doesn't get like super, super cold. Um, no, yeah. she was saying it doesn't get super cold. That's right. Yeah, but they get a lot of snow, but it's not super cold. Yeah, That's I think right. Vancouver's biggest problem with it, honestly, is not as much like, you know, people not knowing how to deal with snow, but it's people procrastinating their preparedness. So it's like nobody's trying to get their winter tires on until there's actually snow on the ground. Whereas like in Kelowna where we get tons of snow, people are in the auto shops or the tire shops in like October, you know, preemptively putting that stuff on, you know, maybe while you're at it, buy a bag of sidewalk salt or sand or something like that. And, you know, make these little preparations. Whereas Vancouver, we just chill and it's like, oh, green Christmas, <laughs> have fun. And then midway through January, this happens. And then the whole city <laughs> catches, on, catches on fire, even though it's so cold. Yeah, you know? it comes to a standstill. Yeah. I think a, a big a big portion, um, I mean, certain highways around here, if you go up to Whistler, you have to have um, yeah. them ties. So a fair portion would get them in October. Cause have that's you ever when, seen that enforced though? I mean, yes, I have. Two days ago, there was a police checkpoint wow. north of Squamish. I've still the RCMP. never seen that. And I've been stopped as well going up to Cypress Mountain where I yeah. used to work. And <laughs> this would have been probably three years ago. I was mm-hmm. late for work and I was in my old car, which did have winter tires on, brand new winter tires as well. And I was late for work. I came speeding around the first corner and the, um, the police were around the corner and uh, doing a tire check. Oh, damn. <laughs> so firstly, they asked me why I was speeding. Yeah. Um, and I said, I'm going to be honest, I'm late for work. And the guy was like, I appreciate your honesty. And he's like, I'm just going to check your tires here. Had a look down, looked for the symbol. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, if you don't have the right tires, I believe it's $250 fine. Oh, shit. And they'll usually turn you around. Get your tires on, people. Yeah. Um, I have a funny story. That you I remember spell you- tires weird as well. What? Can we, don't you spell it T-I-R-E? Yeah. You know, this was actually S- brought up to me once and I completely forget. You guys spell it with a Y, right? T-Y-R-E-S. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much the only different spelling that I think Canada and Australia might have. 
for whatever reason, it makes more sense to have the Y in there to me. Because a tire is like you're tired. You know, T-I-R-E. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you're I, right. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I guess I'm, it's more efficient to spell it the same way and then just understand the context. But if James was here, th- that tired pun would have been used about 10 minutes ago. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, have a, I have a story about you driving in the snow. It, it's not even a story. It's more a memory that when I was in uh, Belize, I saw an Instagram story one of our colleagues or former colleagues, Gina posted and all I could hear, like the story was just of the office or whatever. And I could just hear you in the background saying, buckle up folks. An Australian's about to drive you through a fucking snowstorm. (laughs) (laughs) I was in the office. I wasn't around. No, you were, no, you were just in the office, but I don't uh, even remember this video. I have no idea this happened. Yeah, I think she was just like it was like a selfie video or something, and you were you were talking about you were, you were obviously talking to someone else in the office about what you were about to do. <laughs> That's funny. Do you remember well, yeah, that particular drive? I I don't be- remember that. I've, okay. I've driven through a lot of snowstorms recently. Yeah, uh, but I I didn't remember that particular drive. That must have been couldn't have been last year because I was in Australia for most of. It would have been winter. just before that. Yeah. Okay, it would have been early on in the season. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, early on in the season. Uh, that's funny. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I don't remember that. Okay. Uh, I don't remember that at Thought all. Thought maybe I could jog your memory. but No, uh, I don't Don't really even know what that was in reference to. Well, clearly a snowstorm in that you were about to drive people through it. But yes. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> Other uh, than that. You uploaded a uh, a photo of your car yeah. to the our Instagram page. Did you end up digging it out? Um, I, I got all the snow off of it. Um, a little bit of damage to my car because of the snow, actually. <laughs> I, I didn't know this um, could actually happen. The snow was so heavy on the roof of my car when I went to dust it off this morning that it actually had um, dented it in a little bit. And I had to sit inside the car and pop it up. And the other one, uh, it also snapped my antenna off my car. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. I thought it would just be poking up. But uh, no, it... Um, fully snapped. Damn. Yeah. So it must um, have came hard and fast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, one particular night it was snowing like the flakes were the size of your fist. Mm-hmm. Um, but mine is still buried. I We had one snowfall and my car got buried and then it got to like minus eight the next day and the snow yeah. essentially froze on. So I already had a good layer of ice covering the entire car. And then another snowfall happened Mm -hmm. and I haven't dug that out. And yeah, I came out and someone had drawn a big pair of tits on the hood, which is weird. What happened to the good old dick and balls? Yeah. Who who draws? Free the nip, man. It's 2020. Yeah. Nah, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, 2020. But... uh, Come on, Eric. Yeah. Come on, Eric. No, we, we got to be more progressive. The the biggest our, problem uh, is, though, um, which is the problem you have with your car still, mm-hmm. uh, is that obviously the plows kind of push the yeah. snow. <laughs> the snow. So if you're parking on, if you're parallel parked on the streets, you're, mm-hmm. you're still snowed in. Um, but yeah, I haven't been using my car. There were a couple of times where I did need to use a car over the last couple of days. So I've been using an Evo, which I think yeah. we've explained before. Yeah, the car share. Car share. But damn. 
they go fucking hard in the snow. They yeah, you were saying so you were fun. you were testing the limits of those little they're, Priuses. They're a little Priuses. They got really good brand new winter tires on. They're electric, mm-hmm. so they have mad acceleration. And I yeah. was deliberately taking the snowy back roads Ooh. so I could do a little slip and sliding. And that must have been a new experience for you. In Canada too. I mean, being able to drift a car like that. Yeah, it reminded me of uh, like going full driving in sand dunes and stuff like that, and oh, being yeah. able to drift cars because we got a lot of sand dunes um, yeah. back home. Um, but uh, I saw it happen. People used to when I worked up at Cyprus. People used to do it all the time. So the mountain would close down it down. Those switchbacks. Not not the um, not down the road, but people would. Is that what you were referring to? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would close at 10 o'clock at night, so it would get dark. And then as people were leaving, they would start doing like donuts and like, you know, like throwing their, their back end out, like going through the car park and things like that. Yeah. And then one particular time, I don't know if I've told you about this. Maybe I have. Um, I told someone about it recently. Um, a, a, a pickup truck was uh, was doing that doing kind of donuts and swerving through the car park and sliding in the snow deliberately. And while they were doing that, their back tailgate had opened up and two pairs of skis and a snowboard slid out the back of their pickup oh, shack <laughs> and they didn't realise and they went home and I guess they got home, realised that their skis and snowboard was missing Empty out of their truck. And uh, rang us and we actually checked the video footage and saw mm-hmm. it happen. And they spoke to me on the phone and they're like, hey, uh, just um, just got home and realised we left our skis <laughs> and snowboard up at the mountain. Do you have them? I'm like, oh, yeah, we did come across some actually. That's it's kind of weird that you just forgot them at the mountain. What's going on there? And they go, oh, yeah, it was just a mental blank, hey. And I'm like, no, nah, it's okay, guys. I, <laughs> I know what you were doing. You don't have to lie. It's... It's all good. That's funny. But you got their stuff back. They got their stuff back. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty common thing in Kelowna. People going to empty parking lots and whipping their cars around and stuff like that too. But every kid in high school has a story too about them or somebody they know um, like crashing, having all kinds of accidents. While they're doing it? Oh yeah. Like those uh, little cement barriers, sometimes mm. you see them in parking lots and stuff. And they get covered, covered by snow. snow. Yeah. And so kids will slam into it and their tire will hit it sideways and just snap it right off the axle and stuff yeah. like and that. Yeah, and you've just only got to like slightly overcorrect. Oh, and yeah. You can't You're control out of the control. car. I was yeah. driving one time and my friend thought it would be funny. I was taking a corner kind of slowly and he pulled my e-brake. He was sitting in the passenger seat. Oh, really? Which... Uh, yeah, that was <laughs> forced you to do a handbrakey. Yeah, a uh, nice, an nice uh, little skid. An unwanted handbrakey. Yeah, I tell you what, I have been using though that I didn't know. It, it's so good. Everybody should use it. It's What's the that? um. You're from Cologne. You would know about it, obviously, being from Australia. I only just discovered it. Okay. But like, um, kind of antifreeze spray. Oh yeah. So like, you don't even have to use the spatula thing to scrape the ice off. You just spray that yeah. shit on. And it disappears. Probably the cause of uh, some of this lovely climate change we've been having, that stuff. It's nasty. Yeah, fuck it. It does smell a bit yeah. weird and I did feel a little high after using it. But Put nonetheless, a little elbow grease, just scrape your window off. No. I only have to do it in Vancouver twice a year and that's already too much for me. Fine. 
I'm a walking contradiction. I like snow, but I don't like dealing with most, it. Yeah, most but yeah, no, most people have that really sentiment. Does. When we were talking about cars getting buried too, the rest of Canada is probably laughing at us too because if you don't dig out your car in cities like Toronto or Montreal, snowplows come and there's incidents almost every year of cars getting fucking destroyed yeah. because snowplows just don't see them and cars get completely engulfed. Yeah, I bet. Here it's like, oh, the snow's halfway up my tires. I don't know what to do. Also, we don't really have that many snowplows, so that's a bit of a no. problem as well. No. All of, the, uh, all of the lovely consequences of living in a city that only has to deal with snow a few times a year. What do snowplow drivers do for the rest of the year? Oh my God, that's a good question. <laughs> if anybody, if any snowplow drivers are listening or anybody knows any snowplow drivers, please, uh, please ask them and then uh, write into livingabroadcast at gmail.com with the answer. I did actually watch the Mr. Plow Simpsons episode the other oh. day just to get into the spirit of things. That's great. <laughs> it's a great episode. Hell yeah. <laughs> Classic episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, so hopefully this is the last. Um, of the snow. <laughs> I mean, it always snows in February, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. That wraps so. up our snow report. I think so. <laughs> you think snow? I Last think one. snow. Oh my God. Filling in the as James I, role. Yeah, James isn't here, so someone has to do it, right? <sighs> yeah. Um, another little bit of, uh, information has popped up though, pertaining to something we love to talk about on this show. The Sea to Sky Gondola. Yeah. Yeah, we've had a little bit of a love affair with uh, with that on this Pe- show. People listening outside of Vancouver must just have like no real idea what we're talking about. What or the just fuck must think these guys so are on about this fucking gondola so again. We will take you. Come visit, yeah. and we we'll take you there. We did that episode, yeah, where we really got deep. Well, it was probably me that got yeah. pretty deep into conspiracy theories as to what were we drinking heavily that episode. Uh, we'd had a few, I think. Okay, yeah, that explains. Yeah, really, really put the tinfoil hats on. But that explains Squamish's Sea to Sky Gondola set to reopen on Valentine's Day. Operations resume early after August sabotage. Sabotage. I like the wording there. Yeah. Yeah, so it says the Sea to Sky Gondola is set to reopen in a month, a little over half a year since its operations were brought to a halt when someone cut the gondola cable. On Valentine's Day, February 14th, guests will be able to once again ride in 30 new cabins. Well, it'll be interesting to see how many people are willing to go back up there because I think a lot of people will still be nervous. Yeah, but uh, hope- you you famously uh, texted me. I asked you if uh, you'd ever ride it again after the incident, and you said, "I'm not set it. I'm not stepping uh, foot near that c word <laughs> ever again." Did I say that? Yeah. Uh, no, nah, my thoughts have changed. Um, yeah, we'll give it a give it a whirl. Yeah, um, we'll see how we go. Give the old c word c word a whirl. It would um it wouldn't be like the worst way to kind of go as well because everybody would remember that incident you know yeah they're like do you guys remember Mikey no nah, Mikey who the guy that died in the fell off the gondola yeah. oh yeah no I remember him yeah yeah it would just be your cabin that fell though so they'd think that they were just like <laughs> he knew too much yeah <laughs> getting rid of him <laughs> yeah release your da- cable might be dangerous for me to go back there actually maybe uh, Valentine's Day that'll be that'll mark my um, six year. Anniversary of being in... Oh, uh, your anniversary. My anniversary is on up. Valentine's Day. That's cute. That's, that's when I arrived in, uh, in in Canada. Very nice. Yeah. Do you guys, uh, you got any big plans, mate? For Valentine's Day? Yeah. 
uh, kind of doubt it. You're staring at my girlfriend as you're asking me this. Yeah, uh, she's nah. kind of like just rolling her eyes as if to say, yeah, yeah. As, as if he would have anything planned. Our our anniversary is not too far from Valentine's Day, so I'm sure that oh, we'll you just wait merge just it into one, do you? A little bit, a little bit afterwards. I don't know. I don't think yeah. either of us are too big on Valentine's Day, but I think the 26th is our anniversary. If I hate worry. that people so, call Valentine's Day a holiday. Do they? It's a North American thing. You guys call Hel- Halloween a holiday. You call Valentine's Day a holiday. Any kind of festive shit where you're forced to buy presents or decorations, it's a fucking holiday. Oh, that's because we've been marketed to since a young age by popular media and advertisers. And uh, we love capitalism here in North America Not I, as, I as much as we uh, love holidays. So that's that's what that is. They uh, they get us while we're young. They make us exchange little cards at school, or you know, wear your Halloween costume. Did you really do that? Exchange yeah. cards at school. That's yeah, fucking yeah. weird. That was isn't it? Uh, that was a big thing. And like the cards you bought, like you always kind of wanted to stand out a little bit. Like everyone would make a little like heart shaped envelope or something, and then you'd go to the store and you'd buy your Valentines, and you had to make one for everyone in the class. But usually they were like like themed like something. So, for example, one year I got Star Wars ones, and they all had like <laughs> a little, uh, a little like little joke or something, you know, on there. Um, so you have to give a card to every other kid in your class. All it says is like you know to someone from, and you someone. have to buy all these cards. You just buy a little box of them. Why are greeting cards so expensive? I don't know. I don't even know how much a box of Valentines would cost these days. Honestly, one greeting card, like a, a birthday card, can be like yeah. six or seven dollars. Now it's yeah. fucking ludicrous. They're not that expensive. It's one of my like, biggest pet peeves. We're talking like you know a sheet of nine cards that are all you know they're tear apart. They're okay. they're little like almost like business card kind of. Did size. You used to spray a little bit of you know a little bit of cologne on them. You know, <laughs> get the pheromones <laughs> no, going. No, you weren't trying to <laughs> seduce each other when we were eight years old. But uh, I don't know some, how they do it in Some Kelowna. kids would like include candies on them, like little individual chocolates or lollipops or mm, anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of your Kelowna days, I didn't ask. Was uh, snow days common? No. So because we are a city, and uh, yeah, back on the snow apocalypse. Um, because the school shut yesterday. Yeah. Every school. Every school. In Metro Vancouver, I believe. Yeah. So there, I in my elementary, high school, middle school career, there was never any snow days. And then when I was working in Kelowna one day at a pool, there was a snow day. And I think it was the first snow day since either of my parents had even been in school. It snowed like probably like 24 to 30 inches overnight like over two inches yeah holy shit it was it was heavy yeah and um and it was Kelowna's first snow day in like 50 years wow yeah okay so it definitely wasn't a factor like they just know what to do are like a city equipped to handle yeah I guess if the snow weird had in had happened in any other Canadian city it wouldn't have been a snow day snow days aren't really a thing yeah it was, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. I think, I think technically in Australia, 
Or I heard mm-hmm. in Western Australia, if it gets above 45 degrees, you can stay home from work and school. Like a heat day? If you want. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Never really happened or it was never heavily enforced. I've heard on Vancouver Island, some days it gets so windy that they actually don't go to school. <laughs> really? Yeah. A wind day? A wind day. Well, the kids are getting blown away as they walk to school. Yeah, something like that. Holy shit. Well, I, I told you earlier before, as I drove up to Whistler yesterday and I experienced blowing snow oh, yeah. for the first time ever. That was fucking hectic. The wind can, can impair you driving. It was a whiteout, bro. I yeah. couldn't see anything. I was doing 20Ks down mm-hmm. the highway. I'm not sure if we've ever told this story on the show um, about James driving in whiteout conditions. <laughs> he might be mad at me for telling this story. I think we have. Um, there's a joke around uh, where, where James used to work with us that... Uh, he was on his way up to Whistler and there was whiteout conditions and he missed the office he was supposed to be driving to and drove another half an hour <laughs> north of Whistler and wound up in this town called Pemberton. <laughs> the funniest thing is, is that like James has been to Whistler so many times. Like it's not yeah. because he, he like didn't know where it was or it was like inadequate. No. And like he's the friendliest dude. I can just imagine he was just like chit-chatting to everybody. Yeah. Just like I think he was by himself, oh, but I think he? he was just so concentrated on finding this office because he'd never been there before oh, that okay. he just missed the intersection and uh, kept on going to Pemberton. You got to know something's up when it's supposed to be a two-hour drive and it's, yeah. it gets to two and a half hours <laughs> and you still haven't hmm. made it anywhere. It took me they four. Said this office was up the road, but yeah, it took me four hours to get up there. You were saying the other day. Took me an hour to drive down the main road of the um, of the airport, and for people yeah. outside of Vancouver, that obviously doesn't mean anything uh, to you. So, but that is one of the stupidest roads, man. Like any kind of blockage of traffic, and people are in like serious risks of missing flights or anything like that. Did you hear on Boxing Day? We're talking about Grant McConaughey Way uh, for anybody who is unfamiliar it's the it's the one road to get to the airport in this city got Matt's so backed less up less famous brother yeah all right all right all right all right all right is that is that his name matt mcconaughey matt mcconaughey mcconaughey matthew mcconaughey is yeah that, i i don't know if it's am the I same talking about name. someone okay. you are okay. you are i know what you mean i'm not sure if it's the same spelling or anything but sure. they're um the traffic at the outlet mall by the airport got so backed up that people were actually missing their flights. Uh, yeah. Okay, so that's that's a bad design flaw. Yeah. But in general, if you think of any airport around the world or any airport I've been to, there's always just one road in and one road out. Mm-hmm. Am I right? There's always just that main I access so, road yeah. going in. Why do they do that? That's stupid, hey? Yeah, I mean... There must be some reasoning for it. Usually airports Security, are I don't know. Usually airports are so isolated anyways that there would really be nowhere else you'd be coming from to get to the airport. Like that point where all the possible roads are kind of merging happens far before the airport because mm. they're so isolated typically. Well, YVR isn't isolated at all. No. YVR is like insanely close to the city. Surrounded by stuff, but it's also on an island, so it's kind of is isolated in, in its own way. Yeah. Have you ever watched um, videos about Denver Airport? No. Do you know about Denver you Airport? Are, okay. So <laughs> for those unfamiliar, Mikey is obsessed with airports and airplanes. No. If you ever need 
Um, yeah, I used to work in an airport for three you, years. You did work in an airport, so you, you're very familiar with them. Yeah, but th- no, this one's interesting. <laughs> this one's interesting Tell because yeah, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about the Denver airport. <laughs> oh Jesus! That it was a cover up, and that the that the New World Order built their headquarters and their bunker below the Denver airport. What's the New World Order? The lizard people. Uh, uh, okay. No, it's just like, say, like the, the secret society. 20 most wealthiest and influential people in the world, they basically run the entire world. Like mm-hmm. the Rothschild. Um, Se- Rothschild? Rust, Rothschild? Rothschild, yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, I think so. Secret society shit, secret government. Yeah, yeah. Probably like some ex presidents. Okay. Rupert Murdoch's probably in there. Um, Elon Musk might be in there now. I'm wow. not too sure. We'll see. When we have him on, we'll ask. Oh, the new by the way, congratulations to Elon Musk and Grimes from Vancouver uh, on their upcoming baby. But anyways, continue. Denver Airport. He's married to Grimes? I don't think they're married, but they're having a baby. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Anyway. There's all this creepy shit about Denver Airport. Mm-hmm. Weird statues, weird paintings that just don't really fit. And apparently there's lots of uh, symbolical shit going on in the airport. Okay. And uh, there's loads of, I think there were blueprints that were discovered and there were loads of tunnels built underneath the airport that have never been explained. Like they don't know what these tunnels get used for. So they think that the building of the Denver airport, which is only like 15 years old, Mm -hmm. was just a huge cover up. Do you think it was just like a transit system that they didn't end up going forward with and built an airport on top of it? Probably Eric, but that's not quite as exciting to think about, is it now? Uh, Next time I'm in Denver, uh, I fly in there, then I'll be sure to have a look around. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I love I love looking into this because it combines my favourite things, you know, airports and planes and conspiracy theories, um, maybe a little bit of culty shit in there as well. Not too sure. Um, wow. But if you're listening, you should look it up. It's pretty interesting. I would almost fly to Denver just to go to the airport. <laughs> fly to Denver, look at the airport, and then fly back. Wow. No, not really. I mean, Denver, I'm sure it's just a cool city to go explore too. Mile high, mile high city. Because weed's legal, because it's literally a mile high in oh, elevation. It's yeah, it's, it's a major high city that in elevation, very, not high. Okay, I mean, yeah, I see it, what you It's mean. big weed city too. Yeah, but okay. uh, yeah, a mile high city. Um, cool. <laughs> so uh, we have got an email this oh, week. Oh yeah, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, I'm excited to get to this email. It's uh, from a guest. That we had on just before the new year, the podcast pirate, our friend Sarah, wrote in. Um, she has just been uh, kind of without Wi-Fi for the last month or so. I mean, we talked about on her episode. She's uh, living abroad on all these sailboats. I think she's in Antigua right now, and uh, she said that. Oh, she actually gets into this. She says. How are you now, boys? And she sells, spells boys, B-U-O-Y-S. Uh, Didn't we also talk about that, buoys? Boys? Yeah, buoys and boys. Yeah, yeah, we did. 
on last episode. Yeah, so... Uh, we pretty much covered everything last episode. It was so yeah. random. She covers a lot on uh, this email, too, because she says, Dear Living a Broadcast, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and Mikey, welcome to 2020. Oh, very good. Did she spell it out, 2020? 2020. Okay, yeah, good. <laughs> I hope everyone got some well-deserved chill time with friends and loved ones. And Eric, for fuck's sake, call your mom. (laughs) (laughs) As you know, I've been plundering the seas, pillaging pedalos, pilfering scuzzy little island voice. Oh my God. (laughs) And oddly enough, trading rum for cod. So she's been to Newfoundland. (laughs) Truly, my ship was commandeered by billionaires, as was my Wi-Fi. Um, and now that they have walked the plank, I am back. All episodes binged. As a thank you for having me on the show, I've decided to divulge another one of Eric's stories. Excellent. One that has all the pirate elements. The rum was gone. Two wenches and a sailboat. (laughs) Oh, God. Here we go. Oh, God. In order to jog Eric's memory, I've written a parody of the incident to none other than Eminem, Lose Yourself. Eric certainly lost himself that night. Are you going to rap this? Well, I hadn't really prepared anything, but if you could pull up the instrumental to Lose Yourself, um, maybe on your phone or uh, some kind of an internet-connected device, we could get this going, because I don't think that this would uh, sound that good acapella, to be honest. And I have pre-screened this rap, and I was telling you before, I'm a little hesitant to uh, to do it because I want to preface the listeners um, that uh, this was a long time ago, first of all. And the podcast pirate, being the salty person she is, uses descriptive language that doesn't paint one of the people involved in a very flattering manner. And I just want to... Uh, Are you worried this is going to offend people? Uh, it, without this preface, perhaps. And I mean, maybe still the lyrical content. I read it and I'm like, wow, well, that's not very nice. But, uh, you know, just know that it was a pirate that wrote this parody and that we believe all bodies of all sizes um, are beautiful. Okay, um, we should have practiced this. So you we just should've. want me to play the instrumental to lose yourself, and you're going to rap over this flaw- yeah. flawlessly. Yeah, we'll okay. abandon we'll abandon ship if uh, if we get too off beat here. But um, I think I got it. Damn, this has six million views. Just, just the, the instrumental, instr- the instrumental of lose yourself. Yeah, it's a popular fucking song. <laughs> I guess a lot of people are doing their own parodies over the top of it. I guess so. Okay, um, this is a really long rap too like she's she's taking the effort i mean broadcast bandit and you get a shout at the end too watch out because uh yeah sarah she she writes rap parodies like none other oh okay so uh are you ready yeah yeah let's give it a shot okay i'm gonna put the uh music yeah. to my microphone apologies for all the uh, copyrights that we're infringing on I'm just going to vamp here. Mikey, you are doing beautiful work on the piano, by the way. He's playing. Yeah. Oh, my God. She even wrote, like, the uh, the spoken intro. So check it. Look. If you had... 
too many shots, one sloppy impunity, to Belize everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you capture it or just let her float? Yo, she's trashed already. She's across the room looking hefty. There's vomit on Eric's sweater already. Her confetti. He's nervous, but he's going to bring her to the jetty. Drop Jaeger bombs. Keep on forgetting what he drank down. The woo girls chanting so proud. He Eric tries to tell Evan, but he knows he's not allowed. He's provoking, croaking, and soaking it in now. Clocks run out. Looked around. Oh, shit. Yo. <laughs> Snap back to reality, she weighs more than gravity How are we going to get her on the boat? This guy must be mad, ain't he? But he won't give up that easy note He won't have it, toss her the life rig she ropes <laughs> No matter, he's dope, he knows that she must float Oh my god, I can't believe what I'm reading I'll just read out the rest, cut the beat Fight out Yeah, I beautiful losing my shit. Yeah, we started out strong, but I had not rehearsed this well enough. Maybe we'll give it another try for the post, but uh, I think you get the idea. Um, it says, drunk and belligerent, he knows he's got to get these girls on the boat. He better salvage this moment before he gets Evan's goat. You better lose yourself. She's a unit opponent. <laughs> Sumo wrestling down the dock. You only you took too many shots. Blow a kiss from the hatch, the window, because you know she's <laughs> stuck in the door. My my God, <laughs> this lyrical content, guys. Um, Why don't you just summarize what this is about? <laughs> so this was a story where, um, for some context, Sarah and I's friend Evan. Um, and for the kind of geography of Kelowna, the downtown is all along the lake and the yacht club for Kelowna is right on the lake. And Evan's family had this sailboat um, right docked in the marina, which was perfect for nights out because it could sleep about five people. So if you're out at the bar and then needed somewhere to crash, you could just... That sounds super safe. Just go to uh, Evan's boat. Five or six 20-year-olds absolutely smashed going onto I mean, a it boat. I mean, it was a covered cabin, like... <laughs> yeah. No worries of going overboard. Great for the pre-drinking too. Sure. But uh, one night, and Evan's rule was always just like, yeah, have fun, but like, don't don't bring anyone back to hook up on the boat. Like, there's other friends around or whatever. And I, I wonder what girls would think of that if someone if a guy said, hey, do you want to come back to my boat for the night? Would they think that's creepy? Oh wow, he's got a boat. I don't know. I mean, people in Kelowna love boats, and I don't want to speak for the entire female population of Kelowna, but I feel like many people have uh, fallen for that one. Mm. Yeah. Classic, I mean, not it's like a classic not, Kelowna pickup line. Absolutely. And, and they come back and it's just like a, a dinghy. Yeah. Yeah. This boat was pretty cool, actually. How uh, many feet are we talking? I'm not, not entirely sure. Okay. I don't know shit about boats. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But uh, tried to bring back uh, not one, but two gals. Damn. Back Eric. to the boat one night. Um, and one of them, I mean, Sasha and Evan always make jokes again. All bodies are beautiful. But uh, they they retell this story that she couldn't fit into the cabin. On now, the that's, boat. that's not true, though, is it's it? It's not true. No. It's not true. I remember that. And uh, that's because I made out with this person <laughs> in the kind of front of the boat. So uh, anyways, um, mm. these two people were like... 
we realized pretty quickly after them coming back onto the boat. Can we that say that? <laughs> we are getting Eric's the meanest get, side eye from my girlfriend Eric's right girlfriend now. girlfriend is listening. It's the funnest, <laughs> re- funniest reaction ever to this. I'm so sorry, Sabine. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, and um, we realized very quickly once they were back in the boat that they were way too drunk to be on there. And so it became a game of like trying so to politely dangerous. kick them off. It was dangerous. No, we just didn't want to deal with them okay like they were strangers so okay we just wanted to get them the fuck off this boat and uh i i had other ideas and i think i pissed my friend evan off that night evan i apologize if you're listening to this on your adventures in europe right now but uh anyways um yeah much like uh many of my stories involving the podcast pirate they are uh embarrassing in nature and reflect a time in my life that uh is not as well, you know, these days. you know, I love these stories because it paints, it just paints an incredible picture of who you used to be, maybe who you really are deep down. <laughs> uh, and this new Eric has come to Vancouver and you've tried swashbuckling to, adventures. You've tried to leave your Kelowna days behind. I think I'm running away from my past out here. Um, I mean, is this kind of behavior that you, that um, the podcast pirate describes of you back in the day? Is this, yeah. is this just a classic, you know, classic scuzzy Kelowna boys just uh absolutely this is behavior. classic scuzzy Kelowna boy behavior okay fair enough um did, did was Evan's parents ever aware that that you would regularly bring back girls to the to okay the we did not that that was not a regular thing <laughs> that's probably why I was so keen on bringing these people back I finally convinced someone but uh I um I don't know I uh I've only met his parents a couple times and they were definitely aware we were like sleeping on the boat and I'm sure they knew we were drinking, mm. but, uh, okay. Yeah. I wonder if, um, I wonder what the mooring fees are here in Vancouver. Do you think it would be cheaper to, because re- we talk about real estate prices mm-hmm. so much in Vancouver. Do you think it'd be cheaper to buy a boat and dock it, live on the boat? I think people have tried that and it's technically illegal. Is it really? Well, from what I heard, and this is just hearsay. I don't know how official this is, but you know the people on Granville Island that live in the houseboats. Mm-hmm. And there's a few. Um, it's kind of a just a somewhat common coastal thing. People living in these floating homes and stuff like that. Apparently, what they're paying is actually not a mortgage fee. It's a it's a fine, and they've just kind of accepted this fine and like built it into their lives. And they're kind of these subcultures, wow. sort of rebellious in some ways. Like pirates. Yeah, like pirates. But, um, I mean, there are legitimate yacht clubs and stuff like that. And I'm sure they have policies about people actually living yeah, on there. Because I guess the yacht club is, it'd be yeah. private property. So you just it'd can't be, have someone living there. Yeah. Yeah, you're not. But um, I've heard that, yeah, some of the, the float house communities, it's technically illegal. It's kind of one of those things that's so well established that, but they're actually paying a fine rather than... Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I remember where this came up. Um, my cousin, my brothers and I were talking about uh, houseboats are actually illegal in Kelowna. But mm. we were wondering um, what authorities would do if somebody built like a floating just like shack out of like, I don't know, maybe a container, like a shipping container or something okay. like that with like big pontoons. So it floated. Yeah. And then just decided to live on the lake because Li- the lake is public. 
Like yeah. you can't own you can't own the water. It's a big ass lake as and well. And I guess if it doesn't fall under the definition of a houseboat by formal definition, there were a couple tragic accidents on houseboats which caused the caused the ban in the Okanagan anyway. What happened was the Yoko Pogo? It was no, he did not. Um people were just they we don't know that it's a him, Eric. Oh, I'm sorry. Um <clears throat> But, uh, no, people were just way overcrowding them, like going way over the capacity of these things, having big parties on them and one capsized and somebody got trapped in the bathroom and died. Um, I think another one, somebody fell overboard. They were too drunk and drowned. Just too many stupid partying accidents usually caused by there being too many people on these things. So they just outright banned them. Back home, like in Perth, we have... We have what's called the Swan River that runs right through the middle yeah. of the city, basically divides the city into north and south. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's I think it's technically actually an estuary. It's, it's really, really big. But party boats over the last kind of 10 years have become mm-hmm. super, super common. And, uh, you know, for bachelor, bachelorette parties, yeah. all kinds of events and things like that. And my brother is... Um, What's his actual title? He's not He's not police. He's not water police. I think he's called marine safety. Mm-hmm. I think I've maybe mentioned this before. But I think like he, a coast guard? Kind of. I think he can arrest people if he needs to and detain them possibly. But he mainly goes around and pulls boats over, makes sure nobody's speeding, checks that they have enough life jackets, they have the right um, emergency equipment, flares, all that shit. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, yeah, he said he's most of his days are pretty much, I think, taken up like through summer by checking all these bachelor party boats. And it's kind of a, a um, an accident waiting to happen. So I can see how it used to happen in Kelowna. But it is a public lake, but I think they would still yeah. give them a, a move on Yeah, notice, I think. Yeah, probably. I mean, enough rich people in Kelowna, if they just saw some vagrant living in a floating shack in the water... Yeah, could you imagine, like, there's all them beautiful wineries oh, that, yeah. that are up and down the lake. You look out from the winery and you just see a floating <laughs> shack. That's what I kind of love about the idea, though. Yeah, Eric out there waving with all these women on board. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Is there any ocean access? You no. can't get to the ocean from that lake, can you? No, no, it's 400 kilometers inland. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not even really a river or anything that uh, connects to Okanagan Lake. Mm. There's the Penticton Canal. Yes, which that, which so. I uh, which I recently saw yeah. last summer in all of its in all of its beauty. Very popular to float yeah, down on a, the south end of Okanagan Lake to the north end of Skaha Lake. For anyone vaguely curious in a of a dirty trench of water that so you've, people think it's fun to float down. You've never done that? I have. Yeah. So what, you get in a big uh, inner tube yeah. with a case of beers and mm-hmm. you float down. How long does it take to float from one end of the canal to the other? Well, so that's the thing with these canals. People are so gung-ho on them in uh, in the Okanagan. People are like, oh, we're going to go for a float. It's going to be great. Go down the y- float. Yeah. You have a float. And you get on your inner tube, you get your beer, you, you drink with your friends and stuff and you go... And it usually depends on the day how fast it is, but you're like having fun for the first hour or two, but then you want to get out of the sun. You want to not be sitting in just like this constant state of like partially wet, partially dry, damp, just. Yeah. And after two hours, they get 
boring as shit, in my opinion. Yeah. And people go, oh, we still got another four hours. I'm like, oh, my. I didn't know it took that long. The Penticton Canal, not that long. There's one in Enderby. The other, you go the other way out of Kelowna. I think there's a big one out in Calgary, isn't there? Like a famous Maybe. one? Probably. Probably. Maybe. But. Uh, okay. I won't put that on I, my bucket list then. It actually sounds pretty dreadful. Yeah. Yeah. I th- Well, I, it's not dreadful. I'd say it's overrated. There's my, my hot take. River floating, overrated. And, you're, and the worst part is you're, you're stuck, right? Where it's like, well, we got nowhere else to go but the car that we've parked at the other end. So yeah, what we're if here you anyways. Use, what if you got to go... Number twos or something. I don't know. Just lay an aqualogue. <laughs> I guess so. Mm, lovely. I guess so. The the need is never came out. I kind of avoid those things if I can. Plus, it's like at least two people got to be designated drivers because you need a car on each end. And it just becomes... It, it's a whole lot of effort to put in to kind of minimal results. Yeah. Often because it's such slow moving water, there's bugs that bite you, sunburns, just. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's, I feel like it's one of the worst places you can, you can get drunk. Yeah. If, if I want to get drunk, I don't want to be floating down a fucking river. But at least for not that long, like. Yeah. 10 minutes. Give ugh. me a 10 minute float and I'll be good. Yeah. Enough for a couple of beers. Exactly. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you know what I, speaking of beers, remember when, I don't know if we ever mentioned it on the podcast, <laughs> but you found, you found that liquor store that sold a 99 pack of PBRs. Yeah. You were with me. Were no, you? no, I wasn't with you, but you told me about it and we said we were going to go halves, uh, but we yeah. never did. I forgot about that. Is it still a thing? Do they still it have them? It must be. Yeah. We should, uh, we should get one of those for a river float one day. Mikey and I. Or no, um, live podcast floating down the Penticton Canal with ninety nine PBRs. Yeah, there was a there was a liquor store near my our Mount Pleasant studio that sold a ninety nine pack of PBR. It was three rows of thirty three beers. How much was it? One hundred and twenty nine dollars plus tax. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. But that, then you got to pay a ten cent deposit, so that would be a ten dollar deposit because you got to pay ten cents per can. For the cans. <laughs> yeah. Nine dollars ninety cents for all the cans. Was it is this an independent grocery store or a B, wouldn't have been BC Liquor? It's a yeah, it's a BC Liquor store. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I didn't. I thought there was some kind of law about selling liquor in such high volume or something. Yeah, but, because you got to responsibly sell yeah. it. And here's the the BC government selling ninety nine beers to you would one need person. Someone with a fucking truck or something to to yeah. clear that out for you. Yeah. But I just like the image of you and me like. Carrying these, you through, couldn't take it out of the store place. by yourself. You need two people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Us just carrying this fucking crossing like, the road, looking like a stack of two by fours, <laughs> but it's just a pack of PBR. Oh man, that's great. One day for episode ninety nine of Living a Broadcast. Wow, episode ninety nine. That's what we'll do. Looking ahead. Yeah, I guess that'll happen. No, it wouldn't even happen this year because it'd be no. fifty two episodes. So we wouldn't unless even, we didn't yeah more bonuses or something but uh, yeah yeah anything uh coming up for the rest of hey you're doing something quite extraordinary for What's January <laughs> speaking oh, of 99 do, not beers, doing what we've just talked about for the last yeah, 20 minutes yeah you've been really boring this month yeah no, I'm joking no, I do in dry January it's do you boring. do that every year I think I I kind of have yeah the last few years it's not really something I I do 
consciously. You just had a bit of a wet festive season. Very, very wet end of the year and uh, decided to to dry up a little bit in January. I'm not really doing anything this month anyways. I mean, we're fucking snowed in. We're so bored that we're just reminiscing about summers and boats and lakes and floating. And Isn't that the reason to drink? Because you're bored and you're inside and there's nothing else to do? I guess so, but... Uh, I only bring that up because I thought um, I'm... I am... Uh, well, Australia Day Yeah, happens in January. So mm-hmm. for Australians doing dry January... It's, it's quite difficult yeah. because Australia Day um, is just, you know, a big, big drinking festivities, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and pretty much every ski resort in the whole of BC yeah. is full of Australians and they have a big Australia Day um, uh, celebration. Australia Day, it's a bit of a contentious thing these days. Yeah, because it's celebrating some not so, or well, the date marks some not so uh, great. Mm, the 26th of December. So that's January. when like... Sorry, yeah, 26th of January. Not celebrating um, Boxing Day. Yeah, it's when, uh, yeah, the British settlers came. So, like, yeah. you know, it's seen as, like, Invasion Day. It's We've, yeah. we've just outgrown that, mm-hmm. you know, here in 2020. Um, for sure. So a lot of people celebrate it the day before or the day after or something like that. But nonetheless, that weekend is, you know, celebrated. And yeah. I've always been adamant that I would never go to Whistler to celebrate. I was going to say, you're going Australia to the Day. homeland. But uh, yeah, it looks like I might be going there just just for the night. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a big Australian DJ uh, duo, Peking Duck, that play up there. Um, and so I've already got some anxiety about... Uh, about. I haven't been around that many Australians for a long time. Um, it's it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be interesting, but that's what I've got coming up. I guess we'll do a that's couple exciting. of episodes before we'll have to then. do a post Australia Day episode. Yeah, and we probably got to do an episode uh, with James before he he'll Takes be heading off. to Mexico. Yeah, in the next uh, in the next couple of yeah, days. Yeah, we'll lock him down. We'll lock him down. He's been uh, extra elusive these days, but yeah, we'll uh, yeah we'll get an update from James shortly. Sounds good. But yes. Yeah, that wraps it up. I think so. Um, so yeah, I mean, we've just kind of been a little slower on the episodes to, uh, be fully honest with you guys. I mean, it's the time of year that although that, you know, the weather's been shitty and people aren't doing a whole lot, um, we've just kind of been wrapped up in our own personal lives and everything. Not really stuff that's exciting to hear on the show, but, uh, we assure you that we've got more guests coming. Yeah, um, we got some lined up. Might be a little definitely. bit more sparse in the coming weeks, but uh, we'll be sure to no, put no, out no, episodes. No, 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 don't say that. No, we'll be the guests? Yeah. No, no, okay. No. All right. All right. I'll, I'll be optimistic. We have nine guests a week for the next 10 weeks. Anyways, yep. <laughs> um, lots of good stuff coming, guys. And uh, you can always be sure to hear at least one of our voices every Friday. Um, if you want to contribute to the show, you want to write in emails or Instagram DMs or anything like that, you know where to find us, livingabroadcast at gmail.com. It doesn't have to be a rap. Either. No, it doesn't. Um, like, it doesn't that, have to. That's not the standard. No, no. It doesn't have to be a body shaming rap, but, um, you know, feel free to artistically express yourself towards us however you want. But if there um, are any more stories to portray... Yeah. Eric as a scuzzy Kelowna boy. I, I do want to hear them. Though. Okay. Um, <laughs> Isabel has the login information for our Twitter. I haven't seen her do anything with it yet, but... Uh, oh, she's got to be better than you, though. Yeah. It's got to be an upgrade. I mean, 
yeah, just, she has weeks and weeks to tweet until, you know, she'll be falling behind on my progress. But, yeah. uh, yeah, living abroad pod on Twitter. If you uh, want to invest in the potential of tweets, I suppose. Um, other than that, uh, thank you for listening to living a broadcast. I've been Eric. I've been Mikey. Thank you.